Hello, and welcome to the Rookie Contract Podcast. My name is Dakota Zintak. And hello, I'm Kate Norum, and we will be speaking to people that are in their rookie contract in sports to get the freshest advice for those trying to get into the sports industry, as well as learn more about their story within sports. So now that you've accepted your rookie contract, what are you going to prove? Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Contract Podcast. Today's guest is Daniel Salazar. And Daniel, he is a free agent. He's looking for community relation opportunities, and he has an awesome background. He's worked with the Atlanta Falcons, the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Heat, and the Miami Marlins. So if you're listening to this and you know any people in community relations, definitely make sure to listen to the rest of this interview. Without further ado, let's get to Daniel's interview. All right, we have Daniel Salazar. I'm going to have you give your introduction, kind of who you are, um, where you've been, and then we'll kind of get going. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Daniel Salazar. I'm a current uh, free agent. I have experience working in different professional leagues, such as the NFL, MLB, MLS, NBA. Just looking for my next opportunity wherever it, wherever it lands. Yeah, and I was, I was looking at your LinkedIn, and it was pretty sweet seeing, you know, I'm sure as a sports fanatic, working with teams like the Miami Marlins, the Atlanta Falcons, the Miami Dolphins. What was it like, you know, going after going to school, being in those positions and in those teams? Well, it, it, it was interesting because right out of uh, college, um, I was one of those college graduates that didn't have a job lined up for mm-hmm. me. So after I graduated from UCF, I moved back down to Miami. That's where I'm originally from. And I knew I wanted to work in sports and I was very fortunate to be in a city where there's so many professional sports teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at the time there wasn't a soccer team when I, when I got, when I moved back here, but um, yeah, I knew that there was plenty of opportunities for me to get started in my career. So after, um, after I moved back, I actually applied to work for the Miami Marlins as a working in their guest services department. And that was pretty cool because I got to work the World Baseball Classic, which is considered like the world, if you want to talk soccer terms, like the World Cup as far as baseball. Mm-hmm. And that was also the same year as the MLB All-Star Game. So yeah. that, was, uh, that was pretty unique. And that was like a good, great first like intro to sports. But yeah, I was super fortunate to... Be living to be in a market where there are so many opportunities for for me to, to get my career started. I basically have worked for almost every team except for the Florida Panthers. That's the NHL team, uh, at least not yet, at least. But yeah, just uh, super fortunate to be in a market where um, all of these amazing opportunities are present, and you know I was able to grow and learn from different organizations and and uh, learn the ins and outs of the sports industry. So I've seen that you've done a lot of different experiences. This is going to kind of be a two-part question. The first part is, do you see value in doing internships that may not be your first choice in terms of jobs? And then what is your ideal, you know, you're a free agent. So what is the ideal job for you when you land that job? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting, Dakota. I knew I wanted to work in events, especially uh, working, in, uh, working in sports, whether it's special events or you know, doing like uh, game day ops, things like that. So I try and catered my career towards that. So when I got on board with the Dolphins working game day and events uh, for them, you know, that's how I kind of got my foot in the door as far as events uh, in the mm-hmm. sports world. And I also did an internship with the uh, Miami Heat for their event service department. 
And the unique thing about that was for the Miami Heat, I actually helped put on a lot of events for different departments. So whether that would be for group sales, corporate partnerships, season ticket membership, or community events, I got to learn how each, how each department functions and just to learn about what they do. And I got to talk and meet with a lot of people in those apartments when I was planning those events. And as I was doing that, I kind of looked at a, a community relations as something that I wanted to learn more about and to get into. It was like, it's, I kind of, it's like kind of combining both of my passions with events and mm-hmm. community and giving back to others. So once, once I learned more about community relations through working with the heat and doing more research, I knew that, okay, like this is like what I want to cater my career towards. So, you know, during this time when I was working for all these different teams in Miami, I was also um, going to grad school at the university of Miami. So, mm-hmm. Upon graduating from the University of Miami, I was looking for different internships with different jobs and community relations uh, in different leagues and with different teams. And um, I, I saw that the Atlanta Falcons were looking for an assistant in their community relations department. So I thought, oh, that's, this, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to get into. So I applied to that. And um, yeah, they ended up calling me back and the rest was history. And going through that experience in Atlanta, it was one of the best experiences in my life. Um, I learned so much from them as far as leadership wise. And I worked with such a great team, with a, especially for a team that does so much for the community mm-hmm. uh, over in Atlanta. And, um, you know, now that's where I want to go. Well, I want to continue working towards working in community relations, social impact and things like that for a professional sports team. So you said like, you recently were working for the Falcons under community relations. Like what, what really stood out to you in that sort of area? I guess what stood out to me the most was just all the work that goes behind putting all these amazing events. I'll share one for example. So the Falcons work with an organization called TAPS. It's a tragedy Mm -hmm. assistance program for survivors. So it's, um, it's a group where they have military uh, families who've lost someone in battle. And that's, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a group where they can connect and kind of like talk about it and cope with the loss of their family member, whether it's a father, a mother, a sister, a brother, anybody, anybody who, who've lost their lives in combat and battle. And so the cool thing, what the Falcons do is that, and we're very, we're, we're very big into giving back to the military. Our CEO, uh, Steve Cannon, has ties to the military. He went to West Point, so this is very near and dear to him. We invited 90-plus families to come to Atlanta from all different parts of the country wow. to, spend, to spend a weekend with us. The first night, we did a dinner in, our, in one of our field-level suites mm-hmm. where we hosted all the families. We had guest speakers like Arthur Blank spoke to the families, the owner of the Falcons, mm-hmm. my manager, Manny Skarnekia, talked with the group and, uh, and, and um, one of the people from TAPS who helped lead this talked to them as well. And we treated them to a very nice dinner. And then the next day, we invited them to, um, to walkthroughs to see mm-hmm. the Falcons practice. And the cool thing about it was we divided the families into different groups, into different position groups. So for my group, I had the quarterbacks. So I had Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub, and the quarterback coaches come and greet, the, greet my group of families and to take pictures with and talk with them and just to like connect with them. And then Sunday was when we invited them to the game. Every family had a suite. 
but that was months and months of planning. You know, mm-hmm. this, it takes almost a year in advance to plan all this, especially for 90 plus families. A lot of like our, a lot of like our planning happens in the off season. So mm-hmm. there really is no off season for us, you know, cause we're always planning uh, for what the season has in store. So yeah, it's just all the planning that goes into it. And just also the grind as well, just because we would go back to back event to event. Um, there was hardly ever any breaks, but you know, I loved it. You know, everything that we did was giving back towards the community and we're more benefiting um, other people's lives. So that was something that was very eye opening to me, just the preparation, the amount of time that takes to put on just an amazing event for a group of people. That's gotta be such a rewarding job too, you know, you do all this work in advance and then you see these families that will probably have these memories for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're creating these experiences for these mm-hmm. people that will help them with anything that they're going through in their lives or can help change their lives. Whether it's a, a, a kid who's going down the beaten path and they talk to uh, their favorite player, or mm-hmm. as I mentioned to you guys, you know, there's a military or there's someone, someone who lost their lives in the military and their loved ones are cope, trying to cope with the loss and we're able to grant this amazing experience to them and to honor them as well. It's, it's very, it's very rewarding. And um, it, it definitely changed my perspective on life a lot, mm-hmm. knowing that there's so many people that need help out there. So yeah, definitely, an, definitely a rewarding experience as well. That's absolutely incredible that they do something so significant for people just around our country, not just in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, our, our reach doesn't just extend to uh, Georgia, you know, it's funny. Um, Arthur Blank has a ranch up in Montana and he mm-hmm. uh, gives back a lot to the state of Montana. So one of the cool things that I did when I was over there, um, we went out there to Montana to put on a youth football camp for um, kids out in Montana. We, we traveled to two different cities. So the first city, we went to Bozeman. And then the second city, we did to Missoula. So two days of football camps for kids in Montana where, you know, there's no professional team out there. You know, mm-hmm. they have, you know, they have the college teams, uh, Montana mm-hmm. University, Montana State. But, yeah, our, our, our outreach doesn't just stop at Georgia. You know, we try and help impact. Um, we, we try we try and give back to many um, outside of the state as much as we can. So I guess going down like the path of sports, what ultimately drew you to want to work in sports? So for us, so for me, what wanted to drive me to work in sports was, you know, growing up, like I always loved sports. I, I grew up watching it. I played on some teams. I wasn't good enough to play on like on an individual level or you know, my athletic ability wasn't good enough to make a team, but I always just love being part of, of, of part of that team aspect, you know, where you have a great group of people and you try to accomplish one goal. And uh, that's what drove me to want to work in sports, to still have that atmosphere without even having to play. You know, I started out working as um, an usher at the um, Amway Center in Orlando. And I remember I would see people walking around in suit and ties and headsets. And I thought, wow, like that is really cool. Like I didn't know (laughs) that there's this like whole other sector in sports. I thought it was just, you know, uh, general managers, scouts, coaches, trainers and things like that. But there's a whole business aspect to it. So I wanted to learn more about it. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I I definitely came a, a long way from where I started. 
When you were going through, you know, either high school, college, post-college, what was a moment for you that got you to where you are today? <sighs> Something that stuck out to me. Well, I think it was definitely the, the work that I did with the Dolphins. You know, it was, I, I worked with them on a part-time basis. Not only was I, not only did I work on game days, but I also um, helped out with other events like throughout the year and throughout the off season. And we're just working on those game days and waking up early, way before gates are open and trying to get your work done and seeing like that final result, that final product, that really like opened my eyes and see really like, this is what I want to do. Like, I, I can't see myself doing anything outside of sports, you know? That was definitely something that impacted me. And what what helped me get my job with the Falcons was when I was interviewing with them, my my uh, soon-to-be manager there called someone from the Dolphins because they had worked together. And uh, you know, I had no idea of the, of the connection. And, wow. Um, you know, and so, you know, obviously I, I got a Raven review and it was because of the hard work that I did and the results that I, that I produced for them, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm forever grateful for that, uh, for landing me that opportunity with the Falcons. And yeah, yeah, that, that, that really helped me a lot in my career and, and has helped me to where I am right now. Yeah, the world of connections is huge, you know. Getting and especially getting kind of like a, a personal review, a team could get anywhere from 2,000, 2000 uh, applicants to you know tens of thousands of applicants. Yeah. So, if there's a way to get your name uh, kind of to the top of that list where you're more than just a resume, uh, it, it definitely helps out. Yeah, it's it really is about like who you know in this industry, and doesn't matter if you have a degree, doesn't matter about anything that you have except that you know the job that you're doing, who the people you're around and how you can get that job done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you have that passion and I think that a lot of people in the sports industry, they all have that passion and that's something that is unmatched in any other industry that mm-hmm. from what I've seen personally. And there's a lot of people that are willing to help you out. Like yep. they're, I'm telling you right now, there's not a, there's not a community like with bankers when they all get together in Zoom and kind of network with yeah. each other. It's not like that. It's, you know, sports is a whole community. And it's a small world. It yeah. sure it, it looks like a lot bigger of a world from the outside. But then once you, especially once you get into like sports media, Twitter, you realize that it really <laughs> is a smaller network that, that is incredibly closely connected. What has been your like overall like favorite experience I guess I would say from any of your positions that you've had with either the Dolphins the Falcons um the Heat uh I mean you've you've really had like a huge list of these renowned areas that you've worked with so what has been like your favorite experience that you've been a part of yeah I've been living out my dream whether it was in a small role uh, that I was doing an intern level or at an internship level. Just like one of, one of my like favorite experiences is just like meeting new people and like the lifelong friends that I've made like in this industry. I still talk to them even still to this day, you know, or like, you know, just having those like talks and like hanging out after an event. And I, I remember we did a youth football camp out in Augusta at a, at a military camp. And, you know, it was late at night and we were hungry and, you know, we stopped at a local DQ and just like chopped it up and, uh, <laughs> you know, just talking about the event and 
know, looking forward to like the weekend because we had another event that next day we had to get up right early for that. And yeah, this just the just the people that I've met. I never would have imagined being in the position where I am now. You know, I've been I've been in a in a boardroom meeting with the president of the Falcons and the head director of the competition committee for the NFL and Rich McKay. I've been I sat next to the CEO and Steve Cannon for the Falcons. I've been in the same room as the Secretary of Defense for the United States, and I would have never. I'm just a small. I'm just a kid from Miami, you know. I would have never imagined being in these rooms and meeting all these people and all these, you know, and working with all the players uh, who I've watched from afar through TV and all. Yeah, that's those experiences really stood out to me. Just and just taking it all in and just knowing where I, just knowing where I am, and you know, I have memories that are gonna last a lifetime relationships are going to last forever absolutely now you've met like so many different people that are highly respected were you ever like intimidated by just being in that same room as them at first yeah especially when I was like freshly new you know but you know the great thing about it was they were very like welcoming and my my managers did a really great job in me and like teaching me to like you know, just, just to be open and to treat everybody the same and to just talk to everybody like they're, they're like your next door neighbor, you know? And yeah, and it, it, was, it was pretty awesome to just sit back and learn from them. I was very fortunate to have learned from them and just, just to learn from them about their experience, how they got to where they are now advice for me and then you know during the course of, the, of those seasons I felt like I deserved to have that like seat at the table you know as I got more mm-hmm. comfortable in my role and I got more comfortable knowing everybody in the building and making myself present you know yeah I mean being comfortable with those kind of people uh, I know at first like even working with smaller teams I would be next to the athletes and just kind of be like holy crap I'm next mm-hmm. to these athletes that could look at me and just be like a ah, stupid intern but like <laughs> you said it's a community that is incredibly welcoming. Um, it's a community that you rarely get people that will look at you and be like, oh, you're just an intern. Like, go get me coffee. Yeah. So with being a free agent and in this very odd world of a pretty slim job market, how are you setting yourself up for once the job market does open to allow, like, getting yourself to get that position that you've dreamed of? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about networking and making those connections. I've reached out to a lot of people uh, who work in the community relations space for different teams and for different leagues. And um, the great thing about it now with this whole COVID situation is that, you know, everybody has a lot of free time now to talk, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to reach out to them and see if they can spend some time to talk with me and to you know, to answer my questions and to learn more about them and their role with their organization. And it's been so rewarding. Um, I've met so many people. I've networked with so many people and, and also like maintaining those relationships. I still even talk to them now, you know, right now I'm reaching out to them and just wishing them luck uh, on their season, you know, and especially with all these challenges now that they're facing with COVID. I've also been attending a lot of different professional development webinars as well kind of brushing up on my skills and to help me prepare for whatever that next job is as well. I've also like been involved in like in my own community as well. I've been volunteering at a local nonprofit, uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters in Miami. So yeah, so um, just been helping out with them in their community events and I'm also a mentor as well. 
And um, I'm so grateful just to be part of that organization and to help them out really in any way that I can and to help impact the lives of the kids who are in their network and my little brother as well. So from networking to attending, attending as many webinars as I can and to giving back to my own community, I feel like I, I'm more prepared. It's not, like, it's not like I wasn't prepared before, but I feel like mm -hmm. I'm even more prepared now for whatever that next job opportunity is. And so this is something that I'm, I'm always curious about with people because in, this, in any world of working or you know, any career, there are gonna be bumps in the road and there will be times when people can sugarcoat it like this and that, but at the end of the day, there was a moment where we've all failed at something. Was there a time for you that uh, you were able to turn a failure of yours into something that you can look back on and kind of use as a motivation? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely failed a lot throughout my career, but those are just like building blocks for me to help me set, set me up for success. You know, I remember last, you know, last year with the Falcons, we did a, an in-schools training program uh, mm -hmm. where we invited different PE teachers to learn about NFL flag football and try to implement it to um, their own school program. And so my job for that event was um, social media. And um, that was basically just like taking pictures and writing up copies uh, for sent out to send out to Twitter and Instagram. And, um, you know, I remember when I was, when I was first told that I would help out with that, I thought, Oh, like social media, like that's easy. Like I know how to use Twitter, right. I know how to use Instagram, <laughs> but it's so different when you are working with a team account, especially if it's a verified account. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I did not, I did not handle that very well. Oh, um, gosh. The pictures I took were, bad i mean like bad angles taking pictures of like people's backs and stuff not oh, showing man. impressions and all bad angles the copies weren't right and things like that and you know i failed miserably at that um but that only fueled me to be better going forward if i was given that opportunity again and i did you know i was giving more opportunities to put more content on social on twitter and instagram and you know, I, I got better at it uh, when it was came to writing down my copies or my pictures and the different angles that I will take and my video taking. You know, I, I got one of one of my most proud like moments was I remember for one one home game in particular. So we bring out high school football teams to the Mercedes Benz Stadium to hold to give them a give them a tour of the stadium and to hold a rise up flag as the team is coming out to the field. And this particular high school team, one of our, one of our players, he went to this high school. So okay. he knows the coaches very well and he still keeps in touch with them. And so as the team is running out, uh, we're on, we're on the other side of the end zones because the team's getting lined up for, to do the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And so he runs, he runs, he runs from all the way from the other side of the field to say hi to the coaches and to, uh, you know, shake hands with all the players, and mm -hmm. I'm right there in the end zone. I'm, I'm like, I have my phone like right here, and I'm like following him, like just shaking everybody's hand and greeting all the kids. And I took that all on video, and you know, when I posted that on our shared album, uh, to post, one of my managers is like went up to me, and she was like, like Dan, like this is awesome, like this video is <laughs> amazing, and like I, she, she posted it on like their stories. And um, yeah, so that was something I was very proud of. Uh, and it, it was, you know, it was one of those things where it was, where it was like, I was at the right place at the right time as well. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I was able to uh, capture that and, 
you know, that failure early on, because that, that happened in the offseason. So that prepared mm-hmm. me for, um, you know, what was to be expected for the season as well. Yeah, that's got to be pretty wild to have, like, I guess, uh, something as minuscule as, like, a little tweet mishap or whatnot. And then you you turned it into something positive mm-hmm. by, you know, that video kind of blowing up. But, I mean, it's all about, again, like, practicing and then just working out whatever you, like, you, you didn't do great at before. And it's it's a process. So who who would you say has been like a great person to help you along the way? Well, uh, for, I mean, first off, I mean, I wouldn't be here like without the support of my parents. You know, mm-hmm. um, they've been so supportive of me with all of the uh, different job opportunities I've been given for, whether it was for working part time of doing all these different internships around Miami or moving to Georgia. Mm-hmm. once in a lifetime experience so they've been really helpful uh for me as well and it's been great to have that support system um as far as like in the work you know in the workspace for me um you know my manager amanda dinkle um she was my direct manager and she was really helpful for me uh, from the onboarding process all the way to my last day with the falcons um, she was someone who really just took me under my wing and to and just really just guide me and to help me in any way that she can. I grew a lot in my time working under the, the whole community relations department, the whole team. And you know, I learned I learned a lot from different people, not just from Amanda, from from you know Danielle Renner, uh, Chris Millman, who's the VP, Maddie Skarnecchia, and the two other uh, interns who were with me, Andre and Evan, as well. They were a great support system for me as well. For somebody to talk to or for, for them to help me out and for me to help them out as well. So she, she, uh, all of, well, all of them really have been really been essential and crucial to my development, whether it's professionally and personally as well. Yeah. In this kind of industry, uh, I mean, not to discredit any other industry, but it's, it's important to always have someone or some group of people um, that you can look for, whether it's for advice or whether it's just for a friendly chat. You know, we're all human and we all just kind of need to decompress. You know, the world of sports is a world that moves faster than most other. I can't speak for all of them, but it's a fast moving environment where, you know, everything's rapid. And like you said, there's not really an off season. So it's important to kind of have those people where you can just decompress, talk about whatever it is that you like to talk about. um, And then, you know, once it's time to get back to work, to, to have those people to kind of motivate you to get back to work. And it's important for, for you to be surrounded by people who want to see you succeed as well. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, on the topic of, of mentors and mentor uh, and advice, what is something, you know, you would give, give someone advice on where they're just coming out of college now or they're, you know, on their tail end of going into the sports industry? Uh, what, what's some advice you would give to them just from something that either you've learned or you've heard from someone else? Yeah, so I have uh, two pieces of advice, and these were both from executives who I've had the pleasure of talking to and to listen to um, as well. Um, so number one, when especially if you're right out of college and you're trying to decide like where you want to work or who you want to work for, one of the things that you should look into when you're looking into a job, not just in sports, but just in any industry in general, mm-hmm. Don't take a job just for the title and the money. 
go for yeah. an or, go for an organization where the people there want to see you grow. They want to, to they want to help you with reaching your goals as well. You know, you no, know, trust me. I am all about like getting the bag and like getting that <laughs> title because that dream job position. Mm-hmm. But right, if you're surrounded with a group of people that you're not really feeling or like there's a disconnect there, you're gonna be miserable. You know, it doesn't matter your job title or how much money you get paid. You know, so definitely pick a job. Not you know, obviously that's take that into consideration, but also look into the people who you're gonna be who you're gonna be who you're gonna be working with. You know, I spent more time with my coworkers than I did with my family, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely important. And the other piece of advice that I would give is, you know, everybody wants to go for the shiny brand, whether it's working with uh, the Dallas Cowboys or Duke University or the New York Yankees. Everybody wants to go for that, right? Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to go for those smaller brands, whether it's in the minor leagues or in a different league like XFL or G or G League, anything like that. Don't be afraid to take those opportunities because um, not only will you be able to do what you want to do, but you'll be able to, you know, wear different hats and learn different roles and be able to really just dive into uh, all the different roles and different aspects of the sport so that it can prepare you for that next big time job. So definitely don't be afraid to go for the smaller brands or the lesser known brands, you know? I could not agree more with with that because, you know, like with those bigger, with those bigger names, the odds are that they're going to give less responsibility to an intern just because if they mess up, they have such a wide, you know, with, for example, the Yankees, they have such a nationwide, uh, even fandom, you know, there's people that are fans of them that may even be in Montana, you know, it's just, they have such a big group of fans that an intern does something poorly, does something incorrectly. It's a much bigger issue than if you were with a team that has, you know, 800 viewers. So I really like the way you said it because it gives you a chance to fail and, yeah. you know, not be completely like, Oh gosh, I, I can't come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree anymore. All right, Kate, it's almost that time. If uh, if you don't have anything else, but if you do, shoot. Um. Okay, just a random random question. Um, oh, yeah. Are you familiar with the show Walking Dead? Yes, yes, I am. Do you know that you share a name with the character on that show? Okay, so forgive me. I stopped watching like a, a while back. I, I've not seen any of the recent shows that have come out. Okay. Wait, is I was it, just is doing it the a Google search and like, there's a Daniel Salazar on The Walking Dead. On The Walking Dead? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't really is watch it, like, it but I thought that was kind of cool. And is it's a character it too, which is funny. Yeah. yeah. That's that's so random. They have the, uh, the Walking Dead tour that you can go to. You can go to all like the different set pieces. Uh, that have you been there? No, no, I've not. <laughs> like, you knew that. So I, knew that. I knew that, yeah. So, you know, you hear the phrase or the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Or, you know, in 10 years, what do you want to have accomplished? But my spin on that is 100 years down the road. So it's 2120. What is something or what are a few things that you would like to be remembered for? Whether that be, you know, the way you work, uh, the way you were with people that worked with you, or even if it's something that's not 
you know, within your profession? Just what are some things that you want to be remembered for? Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's a great question. Um, Thank you. So profound. Yeah. So hopefully I, I want to be remembered for um, how I made people feel and how I made an impact in their lives. You know, the, the reason why I wanted to go into community relations is because, um, you know, I want to give back to people uh, uh, for those who need, you know, who need the help, you know, and sports is, is that is, is that bridge between, you know, team and the community. And it's our way of saying thank you for all the support that you give to us and we're returning it right back. So hopefully I want to be able to develop long lasting and impactful programs that are going, that are going to last long after I'm gone you know, that can help generations of people and to help grow and build the next generation of leaders as well. You know, I also was big for me uh, after doing so much reflecting during this time. Uh, for me, I, I want to be able to help jumpstart a lot of careers in sports for minorities. For me, I'm a first generation Hispanic American. My parents moved here from Colombia and, you know, they, they moved here for me to have a better life. And I've had exactly just that. And there's so many barriers that minorities have to go through in the whole job application process. So I want to be able to grant more opportunities uh, to jumpstart careers for minorities, whether it's for black people, Hispanic, Asian, and for women as well. You know, whether that's through a job shadow program, a summer internship, a normal internship program, or an entry-level job, I want to be able to help the next generation of minorities and be able to help them and to take them under my wing and help guide them in whatever they want to do in their careers, whether it's with community or with ticket sales or anything like that. Just because I wouldn't be where I am today if people didn't say yes and took a chance on me. So I want to be able to do that as well. If, if I'm, you know, once I'm retired, whenever that is, and, you know, I get a text from somebody or an email who I helped, who I helped with, whether it's a recommendation or I was able to get them their first big time gig, to hear them say, like, thank you for all you've done, you know, that would mean a lot to me. So that's, that's definitely how I would like to be remembered. Wow. I think that's, that, incredible. <laughs> that's one of the best answers we've had, you know, it, it, and that's, that kind of comes with the, because I'm also interested in kind of the same uh, position as you are because it's unlike most positions out there. You're able to use a big platform, for example, you know, NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, you're able to use their platform to bring light to issues that are bigger than sports. And you're able to bring light to communities that could use a hand. And it's really cool to see. I, I really like how you answered that. But Kate, if you don't have anything, uh, I, I just really want to say thank you for, you know, your time and an awesome conversation that I, I'm confident a lot of people will be able to look at and reflect on. Yes, I second that. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me and to share my story. I hope that uh, this can help a lot of, lot of your listeners who are trying to uh, break in, in the industry and they can see me as a prime example of someone who who just won't give up, you know, and just and goes after what they want. And that was free agent Daniel Salazar. As you could tell from the interview, it's kind of surprising that he's a free agent still. So if you know anyone in his area or in his field, please make sure to let him know. The way you can do that is in his links below, and we'll make sure to label them as such. If you want to keep up with the rookie contract, 
We've recently grown our social platform, so check out the link tree in the description below that has all of our links. Don't be afraid to reach out to him because honestly, that's how this interview started. He's super willing to help out in any way he can. So make sure to reach out if at any point in the interview you thought maybe he could help me. We thank you for listening to this podcast as always. And if you like this episode and want to show us your support, make sure to follow us on Spotify. If you're an Apple podcast listener, we would really appreciate if you subscribed and left a five-star review. It really helps us grow and we can't express how much we would appreciate it. With that, we hope to see you next Monday for the next episode of The Rookie Contract. Thank you.